forever. Dog. Did I tell you about Clifford the Big Red Dog and how much I liked it? No, I saw you tweeted about it. I want to ask you about it, though. It was great. So so you saw the movie Clifford the Big Red Dog. Recording in progress. Now you're recording? You missed everything that we were saying. It was so good. We have been. Maybe the funniest stuff we've ever said in the history of the show. Gold on the floor, you know. You talk about Rumpelstiltskin constantly, and yeah, he was, you know, he spun or he enabled a young lady. I don't know. You know the story better than I do, Brett. But there was someone in that story spinning straw into gold. That's what we do every week. And you just left seventeen minutes yeah. worth of gold on the floor. Yeah, like the, a Nixon tapes amount for, of gold on the floor. You know what I got? You know what I got to do? I got to I got to I got to stick one foot so far into the ground that I can rip my other leg <laughs> off uh upwise. I hate this. Rumpelstiltskin style. I hate that Look, you this know Rumpel it Stiltskin. and talk about it. This Rumpelstiltskin. I've had stuff. enough. It's I've gotta had enough. End. I've got to leave it about in Rumpelstiltskin. Just like make a list of things to leave in 2021 and I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. Rumpelstiltskin talk. My entire personality. All this Number Rumpelstiltskin one. talk has got It's got to go. It's got to go. Last time I checked, the president was not Donald J. Trump, but was <laughs> Mr. Cool, Joe Biden. The dude of Bidens. I love when he pulls up in a sports car and then he has those shades on and he's just like, deal with it. I'm mm-hmm. president. I like and then, too. Yeah. And then they're like. Sir, we can't allow you to drive a vehicle. Oh, yeah. No, we took away my grandma's driver's license when she was like younger than he is. But don't they take away presidents? Presidents can presidents drive? Should presidents drive? I'm saying, do they even allow them to? I doubt it. And you know who also doesn't let me? (laughs) What's that? Who's that? These Uber drivers. They don't let you drive the car? No. They let me do it. You must be giving off. Uh, are you? What are you doing? Which Uber are you doing? Um, you got all do, of them. You Any gotta, of them. You got to check slide Uber. over. You got to check slide over. Because then when it says slide over, you go to the window and they go, Julie, and mm-hmm. you go, Yep, slide over. <laughs> and then they slide over, and then you get in the driver's side. I've been using Scooch. Scooch. Uber Scooch. Uber scooch. Oh, Julie Klausner, I just want to tell you about a, a, a text I just got from uh, Ronald Bronstein, who says, just read that new interview with Klausner. It's an, ever, it's an evergreen hung on every word. Oh, that's so kind of him. Is that nice? Will you ask Ronnie if he wants to celebrate Ronica with me? But don't say Ronica. that. Okay. But say Hanukkah. Or don't I don't know. Just no, ask him if he wants to. Just, if he wants to celebrate 
Hanukkah, but you call it Ronica. Well, I mean, I don't know. Just, just don't make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay, I will. I, well, it would be impossible for you to sound like an idiot. Oh, well, it's, you'd be surprised. Ask the Uber oh, well, drivers. You'd be surprised how hard it would be. You, you would be impossible. Look, I know idiots. I'm surrounded by them. Hmm. You ain't one of them. Hard, uh, hard not to take that personally. Shouldn't that be considered rude when people in offices used to like put up like Xerox signs that are like, I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah. You're like, wait, thanks. Thanks, jerk. I work here. He, and someone's like, could you change the toner so I could print out this funny sign about how stupid you are? Uh. Yeah, it's like, like the the uh, copier's a little low on toner because um, I have this all black sign <laughs> that just says, and I made a hundred of them that say I'm surrounded by morons here at work. What about the one? I bet you like this one because it's oppositional. Oh, please, it's like please. us versus them. Yeah, say it's it. the one. Do you know what I'm going to say? Um, I'm curious. It's the one that's like, you want it when? That's and the guy's like, what I, knew you were gonna say. I knew you were on my wavelength where the guy it. is doubled over. Yeah. He's laughing. He is laughing so hard that there mm -hmm. are 10 of there. I think it's the little Caesars guy or the person who animated the, the artist, artiste who created mm -hmm. the great artwork that we know of as. Little Caesars. Little Caesar. Wizard of Id. Pizza Pizza. Pizza Pizza. Hagar the Horrible. Any like short squat guy. From the past. He is rolling on the floor about yeah. to choke and die. He's la he is out of breath laughing so hard because you want your car ready on Thursday? Yeah. It is the definition of rolling on the floor laughing it is the embodiment of it you've never seen rolling on the you you, you everybody likes to use r-o-f-l yes this guy is living r-o-f-l yes because you think that they aren't a little backed up mm -hmm. and that your needs are that simple He's like, hold on a second. Let me just wrap my head around this. You want this when? Thursday? <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> and I cannot stop laughing. I'm so sorry. I could not stop laughing that you wanted it when. How about this? It's an update. Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Not rolling around the floor, dancing around the stairs. Yeah. You want it when? Down. 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 Great soundtrack with that movie, too. Down. Really, down. Really, down. Uh, oh, all pederasts. Really makes me want to get a peek it, at uh, Todd Phillips' iPod. Did it, Kevin Spacey as Bobby Darren. Yeah. On the soundtrack singing yeah. what? What did Bobby Darren sing? Fly Me to the Moon? I don't know. Uh, uh, beneath the Sea. Under the, the Sea. Beneath the Sea. <clears throat> Somewhere. It's me. 
and a manatee. And we're both looking through your window. Me and a manatee. <laughs> and your window, your window is on a submarine. He has to, <laughs> he has to rhyme with me. It's Kevin he Spacey. Else, he has Kevin and Spacey. And then arguably Woody Allen. Yeah. He was like, I don't know the lyrics to this, so I'm going to have a hard time doing it. But that Bob Dylan, like, everybody's talking about this thing, that thing, everybody. <laughs> right. That's John Lennon. Oh, yeah. What's the what's the Dylan one where he's holding the cards? Johnny's in the basement. Ben, mixing up looking the on the government. That's the subterranean government? homesick blues. Yeah. Do it as Woody, please. Johnny's in the basement. Do it as Woody. Johnny's in the basement, mixing <laughs> up the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government, the man with the, with the bad cough, badge out, laid off, wants to get paid off, wants to get paid off. Look out, kid. Don't matter what you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better jump down the alleyway looking for a new friend. Man in a coonskin cap with a pig pen wants $11 bills, but you only got 10 Yes. Yes. And that's the song that goes over the credits of yeah. the Joker. 20 years of school and then they put you on the day shift. <laughs> and people are the audience. All these would be like, by the way, I don't mean to be crass. But when yeah. I saw Joker in the theater. Mm hmm. I was looking around like, okay, which one of you is the white teenager who's going to blow my oh, brains out? Are you kidding me? I felt the same way when I saw Deadpool. I when I, I saw Deadpool. I was like, oh, I've never felt a higher percentage of being in a theater where somebody oh could go off. Yes. Yes. So by the time you get to the end and you hear Woody Allen's sweet rendition. Of subterranean homesick blues. <laughs> you go, Phew. And then later you think about it and you go, that was weird. Don't follow leaders and watch your parking meters. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Big red dog. Yeah, so you go and see this movie. You go, you you say. I go to. I go. Eight I go for Clifford the Big I Red Dog. Eight for please. The, yes, and my living room says, "Uh, okay." Eight what? Paramount plus passwords. Yeah. So you sit down. Mm. What are we talking? Well, what are we talking? I, snack. I, snack I, wise. I plop down. Okay. What are we talking? Snack wise. There popcorn. is a popcorn I have. I, I finished my last bag of it. And by the way, if you're microwaving popcorn, take it from your old pal, Julie Klausner. Yeah. Double threat. Welcome, by the mm -hmm. way. I'm yes. Julie. This is my best friend, and Tom I, Sharpling. And I'm Tom. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to Double Threat. Yes. The only show where,
Every episode. The 100 laugh guarantee. Absolutely. And if you don't get 100 laughs, you contact Forever Dog. Mm-hmm. And they will send you $750. <laughs> no questions asked. Worth of tickle juice. <laughs> no questions asked. We're actually at, uh, I'm looking at the counter right now. We're at 56 already. And I think we're only about five minutes we'll in. That. So we're See? looking good. We're looking good for this episode. Because the thing is, if you get a, if you go over 100, you start paying us. Which is why we try so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say I, I rigged the system a little bit because I use myself as the test. And okay. so uh, once I laugh a hundred times, I just, I, I just, uh, I stop laughing at that point. Yes. No, Brett is the determiner of what a laugh, uh, what constitutes a laugh. You do have to send the receipts. Yeah. Oh, I've got receipts. You'll notice my laughs are very eager early on in the show. So I get to a hundred and then I start getting very, you know, very stingy. Yeah. He's like angry. He's angry at how funny we are. I looked over once. He was reading a copy of Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Mm-hmm. And my face was still purple because it's still the, the 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 tension. It gets very tense once I get over 100, you yeah. know, trying to keep those laughs in. Yeah. Well, you had also accidentally strangulated yourself with one of your long hairs. Brett's hair is so long right now, and it's yeah. glorious. Now, now, Brett's got like a, uh, he's grown it out. It's It's draped across his shoulders. <laughs> I mean, it's like laying on his shoulders. It's very long. Is this the longest your hair's ever been? Longest it's ever been. Wow. Do you you enjoy it? Yes, he does. Uh, uh, Yes, he does. I'll answer answer that for him, Tom. I think the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is that happy face. Yeah. Now he loves it. He loves this long hair when he goes into his kitchen overstock place, and then they're just like, can we help you? Oh, it's you, Brett. Because at first they think he's just like, they think he's just like street trash. No, I thought you were going to say like a sexy woman and it'll be like that gay panic of like, oh, 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 because he's got a mask over his. I was saying they think he's trouble when he comes in. Uh They think they're just like, what do we do? They've got a hoodlum coming into our kitchen overstock place, testing out the fish spatulas. To me, it's like he's test to test them out. He's like in the aisle pretending to flip them. Yeah. Flip you. He's going, I'm going to flip you too. I'm going to flip you too. You're a halibut. I'm flipping you. All right, salmon. I'm flipping you too. Oh, don't think you got away from me, tuna. I'm flipping you too. All right, swordfish. You're getting flipped now too. Mahi, mahi. Guess what's happening to you? Flipped. Some people flip the bird. I flip the fish. Yeah. And he's playing in the aisle with a thing. And then uh, they're like, why is this uh, this hoodlum playing with our spatulas? And like, oh, no, it's Brett. Everyone goes, hi, Brett. Yeah, that's like cheers for Brett is the, the uh, kitchen overstock place. That's Brett's cheers. Everybody knows his name. Where would you go if somebody knew your name, Julie? Where's somebody where, where do they I know go? The coffee yeah. shop. Coffee shop. And they go, Julie. No, they go, hi. Wait, who's working? Ollie Fire Knocking is working there. Julie, what kind of coffee are you looking for? Again, welcome to Double Threat, where the references <laughs> are specific. <laughs> they are alienating. Yes. Um, There's a point where you realize that if you're not Tom or Julie, you can't follow this. Two things. And I want to stop that. 
I'm making why we're gonna go broad. We're gonna we're going to talk about now. what we're gonna be basic bitches. I'm talking about the new Adele album. I'm talking about the old Adele album. Oh, I so temp now. I just want to talk about something so obscure. I want to talk about the little owl from Clash of the Titans, from the first Clash <laughs> of the Titans movie. God, that they added because they clearly needed to have a robot because Star Wars was so popular. They're just like, put a robot in this thing, and they're like, it's Greek mythology. Put a robot. You'll find a way. You're good. You'll find a way to get a robot in there. Not the worst when someone compliments you into doing something that you don't want to. Like, yeah, just, you're oh good. You'll figure See, it. I out. don't know how to, but you're so funny and smart. I'm sure you'll figure out a way to like, you know, ruin this script you wrote. Yeah. So what were you saying, Julie? I didn't mean to two things. You. I have two things to say. One is a little bit of advice, a little bit of advice from your auntie, from your auntie Juju, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I hate. And if you ever call me that, I'll be mad. Popcorn, microwave popcorn. This is what you do. Don't be greedy because if you leave it in for a couple more pops, you're going to ruin the whole bag. That's my advice. It's better mm-hmm. to have a smaller amount of popcorn that isn't burned. Okay. That's all. Oh, and Clifford the Red Dog was the best movie I've seen all year. So Clifford the Big Red Dog. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Now who's in this thing? John Cleese. Okay. Now is he playing Clifford in the movie? No, he does not play Clifford. Okay. He doesn't have like a, he's not in a, a unitard with ping pong balls all over it down on the floor like a dog. He could have been at one point, but I don't mm-hmm. think they had the camera on for that part. Okay. No, he plays like a magical Willy Wonka like type of person that has like an adopt, like an adoption fair and like a magical tent. Mm-hmm. And he does say something that made me cry. Can I repeat it to you? Is that how Clifford becomes huge magic? He says to the little girl who adopts him, goes, uh, what does he say? How big he gets depends on how much you love him. Oh. Yeah, I think it's I a good movie. It was a That's good flick. A, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm trying to think of anything else I can share about it. Um, Tony Hale plays the villain. Is Clifford cute? I thought you were asking if he was Q. No, it's like, Cl- yes, yeah, Clifford Q. Or is it Ron? Or is it Ron uh, Swanson? Ron, Ron Burgundy. Oh, Burgundy versus Swanson. That's pretty the, good. The Rons. The Ron Battle of the Rons. We'll also throw in uh, Ron Ronnie Bronstein. We'll throw him in. Well, there. he can he can direct it if he wants. Yeah. to make uh-huh. money. Yeah, Ron Shelton, direct, the writer of Tin Cup. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Welcome to Double Threat. Yeah, where there the we are. We're back on course are now. Relatable. Yeah, no more Adele talk. Where we're talking about. Ron Shelton, the writer of Tin Cup and Bull Durham. I really like working with Kevin. He's my muse. Spacey? Costner, that would be what he would say. Oh. This Ron Shelton character that we're yeah. <laughs> giving oh, Kevin airtime to. Working with Kevin, getting reuniting with Kevin on Tin Cup. It was like we just picked up where we left off on... Uh, on Bull Durham, we were right back. Within minutes, we were back into the same rhythm, and the magic was just there. And then I decided to up the ante. I added uh, 
Cheech Marin. I had him play a caddy. Oh, God. Is that true? 88 year old Cheech Marin. I don't know if I've ever seen a Kevin Costner movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have. I know you're a big fan of Yellowstone, the series Yellowstone. Is that what? That's Yogi him. Bear? That's Kevin Costner. Is that Yogi Bear or that's Jellystone? That's Jellystone. Hmm. Yo, yeah, where did you stand on Yogi Bear as a kid? Where were you with Yogi Bear? Did he annoy you? Did you root yeah, for him? I think him? he's funny. I think he's funny. Yeah. I like him. How about Boo Boo? I liked Boo Boo also. Okay. Thought they were. I thought they were on the right side of things. Yeah. Did you ever want a old fashioned picnic basket <laughs> like that? Of course. Because it looks like all the promise in that one basket. Yeah. Enough for a bear to invent a little helicopter or the things he would do to get that but boy whatever's in that basket must be good this bear's working very hard to get it did you ever go to school and everyone's like got a lunchbox and you're skipping in there with a giant picnic basket and it's got ribbons on it and you've made a uh a sculpture of toto mm-hmm. out of lunch meat yeah, nobody, and- no, nobody. I always got made fun of when you say bring up lunch, uh, lunch boxes. It brings back some painful memories because all the kids had cool lunch boxes, right? Mm-hmm. They all had. Mine was not as cool. It was for the movie Always, the Steven Spielberg <laughs> movie up. Always. Mine was for the segment of the Twilight Zone movie that he directed. Kick the can. It was the kick the yeah. Mine was yeah. the kick the can yeah, lunchbox. Yeah, we were getting our parents did not do right by us when it no. came to lunchboxes. They clearly went to some st- second tier yeah. Steven Spielberg aisle of the store. And then my brother's was the episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents that he directed with with Joan Crawford. Welcome to Double Threat, the show that references things that everybody knows yeah. about. Yeah, remember when Steven Spielberg directed Night Gallery? <laughs> I'm sorry, Night Gallery. Um, not, 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 not Hitch uh, presents. Yeah. Brett, what was on your lunchbox as a kid? What did you have? Uh, Atlanta, might, Atlanta Hawks. This might reveal his age, though, which we don't. Yeah, what you have, Kent Bazemore? Uh, I had a, I had a, it was the, uh, I had a, I had one for uh, the movie Creep Show. It was this, it was the second installment of Creep Show where Stephen King, uh, the Stephen King uh, yes. installment where he turns into a uh, plant and then uh, blows his head off at the end. Where he played, uh, uh, I believe his character's name was Jody. Yeah. 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 I had a Jody is that, lunchbox. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I believe so. It's been so long, uh, but I. Just, just the character of Jody was on yeah. the. Cool. Now, do you think that he named that character Jody based on the Creedence Clearwater Revival song, It Came Out of the Sky, which was like, it came out of the sky, just a few miles from Moline. Jody saw the, ad. like, it's about a guy named Jody who sees an asteroid fall from the sky, a meteor, and then he sells it for millions of dollars to the government. But that's I'm sure it's Stephen- That's what that song's about? Yeah. Jordy. I've Sorry, been- Jordy. I- Jordy, that's like the Jordy French kid from Star Trek. Look, I'm Jordy from Star Trek now. Look. Oh my god, this is so silly! <laughs> Stop it, you're being too silly. No, Jordy's on the show now. Should I do it too? Hello, Julie. I am a robot named Jordy. Wait, Jordy wasn't a robot, it's me, Jordy. 
I'm in space. What do you want to know? <laughs> Ask me about the future. <laughs> what do you want to know? Jordy's Wait, here. you want to see my impersonation? <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Look at this. I'm Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Okay. Four score and something years ago. I think, I think for the next two minutes, Jordy and Abe Lincoln need to host Double Threat. Okay. 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 Hey, it's me, Jordy. I'm and I am your president, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> it's so ironic that you're from the past and I'm from the future, but here we are in the present. What a wise notion you've introduced, Jordy. And I just hope people realize that we're doing this. All we're doing is taking our headphones. I've lowered mine over my eyes so that to create a Jordy type of band. And then Julie has taken hers and has wrapped them around her chin to replicate a beard. An Abe Lincoln. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Remember earlier this week when I was like, do we have any more listeners than we used to? Yeah. We had a call and Julie was just like, does anybody listen anymore? I think Julie's like, and, I think literally two people listen. And, and I'm Brett's like, like well, I don't want to say plateau, but the good news is that our listeners that we do have are really engaged. Yeah. No, they're. They're uh, it's fine. It's fine. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. You think I'm doing this for the like growth growth factor? Growth factor is for uh, Joe Rogan and um, plants. He, he looks great, too. For somebody who has dedicated every hour of his life to f focusing on his body and fitness and stuff, he looks so incredibly healthy. It really is paying off. There was a photo he, of him standing next to Ben Shapiro. Did you see that picture from a couple weeks ago? It was going around. Brett, would you mind? Yeah, I did. Did Brett freeze? I think he did. It's like a... Um, oh, oh no. no! Now we can't talk. You're the host Brett. now. <laughs> dog? You're the host now, dog. Um, <laughs> no, there was the thing when... Um, Wait, we can't talk because we're no, not. No, he said keep recorded. talking. He said keep talking. Oh, he did? Who who yeah. said that? Are Brett you sure? Just did. He just texted. When? He said, oh, we texted talking. you? I'm not on my phone. He said keep recording. Oh, here it is. Be back in a sec. Oh, and then free Verizon message. Thank you. It says, Thanks for your auto payment. You did it. I love getting texts and calls from friends. What was I about to say? I'm losing my marbles. Oh, gosh. Something about. Oh, I'm Ma usually the one who's good Mary. at this. About what? Something about Mary. When she had the goo in her hair. I know. I know. Oh, about Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. And um, he looks like a snowman made out of rocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rogan, the Rocky Snowman. Has anybody looked less healthy that is dedicated their life to health than Joe Rogan? I mean, has he dedicated his life to health or has he dedicated his life to gains? I think he's to gains. Bar Barbara Gaines from <laughs> David Gaines. Letterman. Or Welcome to Double Threat. Yeah, there we go. Welcome to Double Threat. 
where you get a Barbara Gaines and Chris Gaines. It's a foot race between me and Julie to see which obscure gains we can throw out first. Now, he looks so unhealthy. He looks like he's uncomfortable in his own skin, actually. Yes, it is like the the body horror of what like a naked, meaning like skinless Joe Rogan would look like if he broke mm-hmm. out of that skin. It was if like I'll HR, say this. Yeah. I want to fight him. You do not. I do. I want to fight him. I know I can beat him. Just with your fist, or are you gonna bring with like a po- are you gonna are you gonna bring one of those bopper mallets? One of those mallets that you like bop people on the head with, not like the clown ones that squeak, although those are funny. But I do I'm know bringing you had one of the ones one that ex- squeak. Yeah, but you had that experience with that clown once that's that squeak bopped you. I'm just gonna go up to Joe Rogan and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pull out like a little clown nose and put it on his nose. A little red clown nose. And go, you got in this to be funny, bro. What happened? What happened? Look at you bro? now. What you happened? Got a, you got a pile of money. You ain't yeah. made nobody laugh in 12 years. Yeah. How about less money, more funny? Thank you. Less money, more funny. That's what I'm going to say to him. Less whisper, money, more funny. Whisper in his ear. <clears throat> and then I'm going to haul off, wind my arm up. I'm going to give him a punch so hard. <laughs> Are no, you going to? Crank Bonk him right in a right in a old uh, bread derriere, basket. The bread, the bread. So yeah, punch him in the derriere. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> That's why I'm a bad fighter. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to do. I just keep chasing him with. I just keep chasing him, hoping to hit him in his butt. Yeah, you chase him with his butt, and then he runs in, and then I'm waiting for him there. Like you get him. <laughs> You get him to me because you chase him trying to hit him in the butt and he's running away. He's like, stop, stop. And then like suddenly he bumps into me and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Can I ask you a question about actual bread baskets? Yeah. What is your favorite? Th- so this wicker basket arrives and there's a napkin at the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's some like butter cubes like wrapped in foil. Butter. There's some frozen butter. Well, do you do you not like the frozen butter? Because I don't mind the frozen butter. Oh, to I don't me, mind at least it means it's fresh. I, I mean, it's better than the like, it's better than like warm butter to me. Yeah, sitting out on the table. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't, and it like doesn't hold its shape. Like you open it, and like you open the foil, and the butter's like. No, I'm okay with the frozen butter. It gives me a chance. I do my, uh, I do my mama bird routine where I take the. <laughs> butter i put it i put it between my legs between my thighs warm it up for a couple minutes you put it between your legs yeah i put the take the butter pack i don't open it waiter lunatic waiter my waiter my dining companion has gone into full mama bird mode oh my legs are so cold my legs are so cold oh they're less cold now because that butter's warming up then so, I go around the restaurant. I'm like, who wants some butter? You can't do that. I got the, I got the warm stuff. God. <laughs> <laughs> when you said mama bird, I thought there was going to be some regurgitation. No, I wouldn't regurgitate in the public ever. That's not. I would. Never I wouldn't either. Unless of it's my own jokes. <laughs> so. <laughs> what? what else? 
is in the bread basket of your dreams. Describe besides cold butter. Tell me Get what some dark, else. Get some dark bread in there. Oh, you go into the pumpy nickel. I like some pumpernickel. You want to pump it up. Yeah, I say, let's pump this up. And I are there say, raisins in those rolls too? You could do a raisin, as long as there's options. As long as there's, could have raisin. Keep there going. could be bread with raisins in there. As long as there's bread without raisins in there also. Like so a, you're asking, so this is, okay, so this is Tom makes his perfect bread basket. Yeah, you're saying maybe there's one, maybe there's one pumpernickel roll that has raisins and there's one pumpernickel roll that doesn't. Yes. And this bread is coming out warm also. Uh, that It goes without saying. The butter's cold. The bread is warm. The basket has no temperature. It's the only way that cold butter works. You got to have warm bread for the cold butter. You can't have cold bread and cold butter. Eh, what, I got all day? I've, no, I've, I've made, look, I've, 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 made do, I've made do with cold bread. I've made cold. do with it 10,000 times and right. I'll do it 10,000 more and I'll be happy to do I'll it. do it 10,000 more tonight. But the ideal version, warm, warm bread, bread, cold room butter, temperature basket. Cold room butter. temperature basket. Okay, what else is in Tom's perfect bread basket? Maybe, maybe kind of like a crunchy sourdough, like loaf, like like. Okay. Like if you think about, and God help me for saying this, you think about a cheesecake factory bread basket, where they have the brown bread and they Old have standard. the they have the they have the light bread, the dark bread. Forgive you for saying that. I I wouldn't forgive you if you didn't say it. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. When you say a loaf, are you talking about part like the end of a loaf that's already sliced? It's unsli where it's like it's like sliced off of a like a uh, French bread baguette kind of. It's sliced, thing. but the bottom is intact. You got to tear it open. You got to tear it open to get that butter inside. What it's else? It's not a slice of bread. What else? Um, breadsticks. Bread I like breadsticks. I do like breadsticks. I like crackers. Okay. In a bread basket as an option. First of okay. all, where's Brett? Was Brett going to the Apple store? Was he buying a new <laughs> computer? And I know he's going to hear this. This is the best part. Oh, is yeah. That... We can say anything and he's not bearing witness. Yeah. What if we but just. He's going to hear it when he's doing his once over. What if we just sing a song? 99 bottles of bread yeah. on the wall. 99 bottles of bread. Where'd he go? We don't know. 98 <laughs> bottles of bread on Brett. the wall. <laughs> what do you think we should do with this long hair, Brett? Should we get him a haircut? No, I think we should get him hair products. Like what? Like what's a good thing? I mean, I think he, I don't want to like be snarky or anything, but I think a blow dryer would be good. I think, you know, okay. a blow dryer and a round brush and he can do some, you know, Give himself a little more volume and okay. some shape. Maybe put a bend in the hair. Like you want to make one thing we want to make sure is that he doesn't end up looking like a sleaze. Right? <laughs> Sleazy. Like I don't want him looking like I don't want him walking around like James Hetfield. James Hetfield at one point had the most magnificent head of hair. I think yeah. I actually brought a photo of him to a hairdresser of mine at one point because mm -hmm. Wait, am I thinking of James Hetfield or who's the one from Megadeth? Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine has the uh, the okay. red hair. Yeah, the, I brought a photo of him once to my hairdresser because he was one of the few. I guess there were more men in the eighties that had mm -hmm. bangs. Mm -hmm. 
I brought a photo of James Hetfield to the barber shop, and I was just like, "This guy looks like a lion, right?" And they're like, <laughs> "Uh, yeah, I guess kind of." Is this what you want? And I'm like, want? Well, I'm not getting my hair cut here. I just wanted to know if you thought you looked like a lion. Hello, I'm working for the lion or not. I'm in Metallica. I'm in Metallica. (laughs) Not anymore. Master of Puppets. No longer. I got a new band. They're not as popular. I was booted. Remember the part in, hey, look who's back! He's been gone so long, his hair is even longer. (laughs) (laughs) Is everything okay? Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. You had to boot it back up? Yeah, you know, you know that takes forever. Um, yeah. So yeah, just, it just started making made a crazy noise, and uh, so I don't know if somebody was uh, made a crazy noise. Can you imitate it? Um, I mean, crazy. It was normal for I guess it was like <laughs> like that. One time, my computer was giving me problems, and it was like it was started. The screen was starting to flicker, and then started it started making this crazy noise where it was like. Are you mad? Are you sane? Are you black and black and black and black and black and black and black? Recording in progress. Oh, there we go. Oh, but we've my been God. Talking. Look, Again, Brett, we've got. With the gold left on the floor. When do we have Margaret Cho? Uh, Margaret is in the waiting room right now. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, we've been great. wasting her time. She's an A-lister. Yeah. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is a thrill. This week on Double Thread. Sometimes um, the guests are a little. Uh, <laughs> this is how Tom rickety. introduces every guest. You know what I mean? Whether it's on the best show or Double Thread, he has to insult everyone who's come before them. No, because sometimes I'm just like, really? That's a guest on the show? I will say your experience. How much on are this they paying us? Has been. Like, has did been we, like. Did we have a contest? Did they win a contest? <laughs> Am I going to accrue an enemy? Yeah. Hey, how do you like week, me using the word accrue? I did. I like that. It's very, it's a, it looks like somebody, somebody's word a day uh, desktop calendar is paying off. It didn't light itself on fire. No. You know, those, those word a day calendars or those, any of those, whatever a day calendars, you know, what those mm-hmm. you know, uh, I ha- are for yeah, me I ha- upside down pads next year. <laughs> Because you tear it and you're right on the back where there's nothing on mm-hmm. it. Because I forget to tear those things off. I think I got all day to every. Oh, let me tear. Oh, uh, 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 it's oh, August 9th. Got to tear that off now. Crumple like, it no, up. No, it's not. It's November 20th. Yeah. And then you get I'm mad like, at yourself. Yeah. It's like, I couldn't do this one task. I had a word a day calendar once and it spelled out a sentence. It was like, please help. I. Um, being <laughs> held hostage in this calendar factory, and then the rest it just spelled out his yeah. address. And then you ran, you rush to the calendar factory, and then there's just like all these other people there, also looking for the person who's in trouble at the calendar and then, factory. Then they dropped like a huge net on us. Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> And then we were wriggling around and they were like, be quiet. We're going to make calendars out of you. 
Well, little did they know I had a giant mm-hmm. pair of scissors in the back pocket of my overalls. Sure. And you cut your way out of that net. No, I gave myself a haircut. Oh, okay. I trimmed my bangs so I felt a little prettier. Yeah. Brett, we I were just... saying when you we were saying on the break when you were when you were rebuilding your computer or whatever mm-hmm. you were doing yep. there. Yeah. And you got your soldering soldering iron out and your yep. and your curling iron out because yeah. your hair looks even better somehow. We're saying we just want to make sure that your hair stays respectable when is yeah, you grow as sure. long as you want. We sure. don't want you heading into James Hetfield territory mm. where you're gonna be like a sleaze. Say it like you said it before, Tom. Sleazy. I don't want him. To, I just was like, I just don't want him to be sleazy. Say it like say it like you did before, though. Sleazy. When you were like pretty sleazy. Oh yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> sleazy. Is that how I said it? Something like that. We come up with things on this show that would be the backbone of somebody else's podcast for that one of these nitwits would do. It would be the best thing they ever came up with, and they'd run it into the ground like uh, dynamite. Or yeah. a we're behind we, on, we, come, we yeah. come up with uh, fifty of those an episode, and I we even forget them. We just move on. Not me. I think pretty pretty sleazy was in reference to what goes on at bird watching conventions. <laughs> if I, if I, uh... <laughs> oh, probably in reference to a Steve Martin, Jack Black, uh, Owen Wilson movie. We're, behi- we're behind on merch. That should be a T-shirt with the same font as Yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty pretty sleazy. Yeah. I feel so, bad about keeping our guests waiting. I don't think we should. Let's bring her, her on. This well, is very exciting. Of course, let's go. Let's bring this, her this, on. Is, this is Lady. disgusting. It's disgusting uh, me that we have a guest in the waiting room and we're talking about Brett's hair. That's right. Less about me and more about one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time. She's currently on tour. She's coming to your your cities as well as your TV sets and your, your streaming services. We're going to hear about all that and more after the break when we are joined by the one and only Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho is on the show after the break. Don't go anywhere. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. Hello, gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. Hi, gorgeous. I love your apartment. I wish I could see it. Look at the I, look at the ceiling. It's so beautiful. Thank you. You can come over anytime, but I understand you're in upstate New York. You're not in New York City, so you can't come over today. Well, I love it. I love it from um, I used to have a Patrick Nagel bathroom. Oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, I can't. I'm all plugged in, but I have Patrick Nagel in my bedroom. I have like four of his posters in my bedroom. I still have a bunch of the posters, but I used to have like the maroon burgundy wall with like gray slashes. Yes. And um, I, uh, I just, I love the aesthetic and I was just um, going to buy a bottle of love's baby soft. Like I'm super obsessed with like um, f- feminine eighties, seventies. It's 1979, actually 1979 and 1981 feminine architecture like who wears short yes. shorts tickle deodorant um, I, um gee your hair smells terrific see your hair smells terrific the aesthetic of like the bubbly font and like a rachel perry 
cantaloupe lip gloss. Well, and also there was that like faux sport, sporty, like the Hooters girls, basically like short shorts yeah. with little stripes on the side. And you're like, you can't catch a ball. I know it's like dolphin shorts, but it's like um, the aesthetic is so specific to it's it's called Disco Deco. Yes, it's I learned about this trend. recently. I learned about this recently on TikTok. And then I also saw, Margaret, you had um, the electric youth perfume that you regrammed on your Instagram. Yeah. Which is incredibly important. It's like the fragrances of that era. I mean, that uh, electric youth is a little bit after, but the fragrances of um, the 80s. I have a giant bottle of Gina Tay. Yes. That's like an oversized mm. bottle. I mean, I don't want to ever open it because I think it's probably toxic at this point because it hasn't been open for 40 years. So for some reason, the plastic hasn't degraded or anything, but it's like a giant, almost like a two liter, um, you know, like Mountain Dew bottle of uh, Ginate. But I always vowed when I was a, a preteen that I was going to have a giant bottle of Ginate, and I do, but now I'm, like, afraid of it now. No, don't open it. If you do, you'll get a call from, like, the EPA. Um, also, the original Herbal Essences, <laughs> the original Herbal Essence um, ads and, like, those shampoo bottles were gorgeous. Oh, the one where the woman's washing her hair in the airplane bathroom? Mm-hmm. And Every, having like the orga- orgiastic. Oh, every woman's fantasy. Who's going to wash their hair in an airplane, air, not airport bathroom, which is gross enough, but airplane toilet. Oh. Um, that water, you, you can't get better volume for your hair than that kind of water. <laughs> it's like rinsing it with beer. It, it's, <laughs> it was like when, when Larry King was like, my bagels have the uh, Brooklyn wa- water. Remember when he had the... Um, <laughs> The, yeah. the bagels uh, in Beverly Hills in Los, like, Angeles. in Los Angeles. And he's like, don't worry, these bagels have Brooklyn water. And then they're bringing webs- the water out. They but bring the on, water out. And they, you know the they're website, not bringing the water out. No, and on the website, if you looked in the fine print, it was like, no, it's not the same water, but it is treated in the same way. It's like yeah. deoxidized the way that Brooklyn water is. But for how long before that do you think Larry King, where they were just straight up lying to him, where they're just like, oh, this, yeah, the truck's, this truck's coming from Brooklyn, Larry. Right. And, and meanwhile, they a- filled it up with a hose five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unreasonable. It's so unreasonable. Like, I think that that was like, what was the woman she uh, played the love interest in Raging Bull? She had a, uh, she, I think she still does. She has like pizza restaurants in Ka- LA. Kathy Moriarty. Bro- yeah, Kathy Moriarty. And she would um, import the water, the tap water. From Brooklyn mm-hmm. to, I mean, I think that was just a, a sales point too. Like, I don't, I think it's too heavy. It's too heavy. Everyone <laughs> knows that Brooklyn has the heaviest water. It would be like a three hundred dollar so pizza. Like the pizza would cost three hundred dollars. <laughs> you're, you're trucking water all over the place. Too much. It's too much. I do wonder if there's something to it, though, because. There are people that I mean, you. It's the same recipe, right? Then why is it? Why is pizza bad in LA? I don't know. I mean, I think it's just um, it, it has something to do with the mineral content in the water, which affects it is water the way it is water. It, it's the way that um, the, the sort of the the microbiomes within the yeast. It's because every yeast, every region is different. I'm actually a baker, so I, I understand okay. that. But it's it's so every um, 
yeast, wild yeast you're going to get is going to have a different flavor, unless you use commercial yeast, which is all very uniform. But the wild yeast that you capture um, from the air is always going to be different. And the way that it reacts to the local water you use, um, it's all very like these microscopic uh, worlds that happen within your dough. So speaking of a wild yeast that you capture, we're excited. You're a wild uh, you're you're a wild lady that we've captured on the show, yes. and Margaret Cho is here. And I love it. My name is Julie Clouser, and this is my best friend Tom Sharpling. How and are you're you? on double threat. Yes, and we will release you at some point. And if you come back, that means you loved us, or whatever that thing was. It's meant to be. When if you love something, you let it go. What was that? Remember that? Uh, yes. Yes. It was a if you, sting uh, song. Sting did a sting, song about it. John, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. If you, mm. I don't know something. I'm a longtime fan of both of yours, both uh, from your uh, your appearances mm-hmm. on the television and also the best show. Oh, well, you're so and John sweet. Worcester. Mm-hmm. John Worcester is um in my band. When I have a when I play music, mm-hmm. I, I often play with John Worcester. If I do, yeah, no, he John's the best. John's he's one of the, the only man, people. He's the man on the skins. He's the man on yes. the skins. Usually, these musicians think they're funny, but they're not so funny. But he's actually he's really funny. He's the funniest. <laughs> he's the it's unfair. He's the funniest. He should it's be very, either a terrible uh, drummer or unfunny but he's an amazing drummer and one of the funniest people ever oh and he's, he's also both. he's amazing he's also a dream boat he is a dream boat mm-hmm. yes he he's is really he's really cute what must do you think about brett's nice. long hair must be nice margaret My, yes, what do you think margaret. about brett's long hair look how long his is the longest his hair has ever been in his life <laughs> look at so so long i'm gonna so keep long, going so i long. think we're trying. What product would you recommend for yeah, Brett please. going forward? G, your hair smells terrific. Yes. Mm-hmm. G, your hair got if long. You can, if you can find it, um, that and then. But do you remember the? Uh, is it the herbal essence? The ones that were like apricot. What were those ones? They had like apricot and peach. It may have been like an extension of the herbal essences brand, mm-hmm. but it was like very fruity. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you had to be like attractive to cannibals in the 70s like a fruity there was something that was 70s that was very apricot driven i don't know if it was the apricot board well the apricot and the avocado board both really shoved their fruit in our face i think there was definitely a lot of that color in the palette there was definitely a lot of peach everywhere like as opposed to you know Mm -hmm. like hard whites or primary colors it was definitely more tertiary they're definitely like you know, more lavender. Oh, gee, your hair smells that. terrific. Here we Shampoo go. Shampoo and conditioner. Oh, from the Vermont Country Store. I love the Vermont Country Store. I love that. With this. the um, Add the bag. With the lip gloss, too. Right? I don't know the lip they gloss. Have like the, the lip, it was like a lip balm that, that came in like a, a tin. Like it was made um, in the 1800s, like probably yes. by like, like a little, it's like a Little House in the Prairie product. Right, like it had actual mercury in it. Yeah, because there was a weird thing of like um, in the 70s, we were also obsessed with the uh, pioneers. Yes. There was something about the pioneers and like um, something towards 1870. Yes. That they were trying to recapture. And I'm not sure if it, it, what it had to do with anything. 
I, I have read about this trend, but I don't remember like the terms of, but yes, like gunny sacks, little house in the prairie, yeah. like what they kind of call cottage core right now, but it was definitely, it's, you know, it had, it had a very, it had a very prairie flavor. It was a cottage core, but it was also cottage core is lends more towards Europe, you know, um, like and Higa, a kind of a gnome. Higa, yeah, Higa. Higa. And, um, you know, where you have like the 4 p.m. coffee and cake. I think we should uh-huh. all be doing that. And I've been saying that since I was uh, a little girl home from it's, school saying, where's my funny. coffee and cake? It turns out I have been living some sort of <laughs> Higa lifestyle because I ah, eat cake in the afternoon mm. pretty regularly. Yeah. If you apparently if yes, you please. call it a European lifestyle, including having a siesta, mm. you're not just sleeping all day and eating cake at four. You're having a a transcontinental yeah. experience. Oh, no, I'm not a That's slob right. sleeping half the day away and then eating cake at any point. I'm being continental. That's right. Brett has right. called up the comments. In the yeah, sorry, I'm picking up on catalog. some controversy here. Uh, people are saying that uh, G, your hair, hair smells terrific, does not have the same ingredients that it used to. Uh, people are saying this is not the same that they remember from the 80s. They definitely uh, gave you cancer. There's no question that the original ingredients gave you cancer. Right. That's why they don't make them that way. Brett, start an account and com- comment that. Start an account. Got it. All right, I'll be back in a sec. Okay. Yeah. Because all of the the compounds, the flavoring compounds, um, you know, everything is run by IFF, which is the International Flavors and Fragrances. <laughs> it's a corporation that runs everything. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those things, they become um, outdated because either it's like something in the perfume where it's just like they can't do animal testing or they can't get it from animals anymore or they've gone extinct like whale vomit ambergris you can't use that in uh, perfume anymore and they used to use that or like um eh, come on by my house from, like, we'll say, we got something different going on over here <laughs> yeah we got some whale so, vomit whale vomit uh civet uh bobcat stomachs you can't take any of that anymore so we have to have new things um so i'm sure that was what was giving the signature smell and g your hair smells terrific mm-hmm. okay so margaret can you just say exactly what you just said so brett can comment underneath these um <laughs> <laughs> we want Brett to start a, yeah, a Brett's fight in the comments with these section. people. So um, I about, guess that the, fla- the flavors and uh, fragrances wait, sorry, have been I'm sorry to interrupt. Extinct. I'm sorry to interrupt that, Mar- <laughs> Margaret. I'm so sorry to interrupt that. Brett, could you just put at the beginning of the sentence, what these bozo, what you bozos don't understand is. Yeah. <laughs> and then Margaret, as, as you were, yeah. <clears throat> the flavors and fragrances have gone extinct. Yeah. That's a good, concise way to there put it. Go. Now, I'm going to say perfect. period. Now, next sentence. Okay. Look, comma. <laughs> you don't think I wish this stuff still had well vomit in it? <laughs> we wish. There we go. They call me. Wait, who's the guy at Moby Dick? Ishmael. Ishmael. They call me Ishmael. Back, <laughs> they, they call me Ishmael back in the dive bar I used to be allowed into. Oh. Because that was all I talked about. Yeah. 
<laughs> Margaret, did you ever read Moby Dick? No, I I think I saw the movie. Okay. <laughs> I it seemed kind of boring to me, but I guess I should read it. It's one of those ones where, like, should I have to do a book apart after? I haven't read most of the mm-hmm. great canon. Yeah, me neither. Of literature. I think it's, the review title fun. should be Kiss My Grits. Okay. Yeah, right. Kiss My Grits. Kiss My Grits. Kiss My Grits. Okay. Or Kiss and My then, Gris. Amber Gris. Fabulous. Yes, yeah. that. And then what should Brett's nickname be? Um, Shampoo Man 99. Shampoo. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Is that how I spell Gris? I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, G R I Amber Gris. G R I S Gris. Great. Come on, Brett. One. You know, there's one S in Gris. <laughs> oh, and then they're asking you for your age because they assume that. Wait, actually, how many options are there? Yeah, in let's the see these options. 80, I usually go to 80, 99. Yeah, I take 85. Don't they cut it off at 99? Yeah. 85 and over. I do appreciate that there's a, what was it there? Like a 74 to 84 option. That's great. That's inclusive. Whenever they have that thing. My parents can complain. When they ever have that thing, when it's like, select your date of birth and it scrolls all the way back. You're just kind of like, no one on this is 1922. Like just, (laughs) you can, you can, you can just save that. I know maybe it's just set up that way, but it's just like, who's clicking on this thing. It's 101. Who knows? Who, yeah. Who knows? But, Somebody's complaining. But Moby Dick, Margaret, it's the greatest book because this guy's like, I hate this whale. I hate this whale. I want to kill this mm-hmm. whale. Mm-hmm. And he's, I'm looking for the whale. Where's the whale? You read this book. It's 600 pages. You're like, when's this freaking whale going to show up? The final two pages of the book. It literally, final two pages, whale shows up, kills everybody, smashes everything. And you're like, oh, the whale was there the whole time. It's the, it's like a joke. It's like, a, it's like, it's like a, it's like the funniest way to, to end the thing where he's just like, and then the whale showed up, smashed the boat. Everybody got killed. I lived to tell the tale. And that's the oh. end. But you're like, wait, oh. that's, that's it. I it's think a, it's, it's a, a it's a shaggy whale story. It is, yes. Yeah. Now, Margaret, yeah. with stand-up comedy, what was the first? Who was the first person that made you say, "This is something I'm interested"? In? Because you are a stand-up first and foremost, and you're back on the True. road now, and you're True. you're picking it up again after the delays <laughs> we've all met. You had a tour going that got. Mm-hmm. postponed but now postponed back in business we're back we're back um i think it was joan rivers because i really loved her comedy and i always thought that um she it seemed like the audience were her friends and so i just wanted to have friends like her and i was a kid and i would watch her and so i i think uh it was her and um we eventually became friends um up until her death and uh, I got to take over for her on Fashion Police, which I loved. And so, you know, I miss her. I think she would have had a good time um, being around now. And uh, I still have her perfume, which um, is a gardenia based. I think it's just called Joan. And I have a big bottle of it at home. And I, I haven't sprayed it because I, I just it's too sentimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I miss her. And uh, she was the best. 
I was watching a clip of her interviewing Guar yesterday on one of the Instagrams <laughs> I, I I follow. Yeah. That's and, great. And I and and in, she was, and I was like, she was so robbed of the Tonight Show. You know, she was such oh my God. a so natural great. successor to like she completely, you know, with with Letterman and. I don't idolize Carson the way people idolize Carson, but like she was just totally holding her own whenever she would sit in for him. She was such a great yeah. broadcaster, personality interviewer. She would let the guys from Guar like say what they were about. And she was like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and get such a big laugh. Guar rules. I love Guar as well. Mm. I, w- I played with them in um, the like early aughts i guess it's the aughts the 2011 or 2012 at um bonnaroo which um their show was like at three in the morning which is so late Mm -hmm. and uh they all smelled like altoids because they're inside (laughs) of the mask and so they have to like eat a lot of like mints to sort of stay alive i think in there you know because you just feel so clammy and gross inside all of that stuff so they're they just it's like a cloud of altoids. It's really an odd thing that you don't think it's gonna smell like altoids, but it does. Mm-hmm. War stay alive from altoids. Okay, here's here's War, War. on Joan. Let me ask you, you what is going on in your concert? You throw blood out of the audience, right? You throw d- d- dismembered limbs in theory, right? This this all goes on during the concerts. What what is your philosophy behind all this? Well, basically, we view the human race as scum. We are indeed from another planet, you know, and human beings we see as food, dogs so much, to be destroyed on stage, en masse. They do not uh, dislike this. Rather, they throw themselves gleefully into the jaws of death. Yes, yes. That's right. It's sort of a uh, microcosm of the entire human condition, if you will. Indeed. They I line up what the hell you're talking about. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pause. Oh boy. Yeah. That's so great. That's so cute. Yeah. No. Look, she. I know you're saying she got ripped off and should have had the Tonight Show, but look, the world needs more Alan Thicks and Pat Sajaks and that's right. The true dynamos of late night talk. They needed their turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We needed to yeah. see Pat Sajak host a <laughs> late night show. No, she, mm-hmm. that is a, it's a travesty when you think back how she got, because, because what she didn't bow before Johnny enough. I, I, I mean, I don't know what happened. I think he got mad because she took the offer to do her own show from a different network and didn't. Um, ask him for permission ask him for permission Mm -hmm. and so i think because he had given her so many opportunities that he was he was angry about it and then didn't speak to her again for the rest of his life the idea of like Um, you didn't ask for my blessing that's when you know you have yeah that's when you know you have more than enough money when you're concerned about your blessing for people like you didn't ask for my blessing. That's my main, that's what's keeping me up at night. She didn't ask for my blessing. Not like <laughs> I can't make my car payment. Very strange. Very strange. Margaret, has anyone ever asked you for their bless for your blessing? No, nobody cares what I think. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that kind of that's stuff. not true. You're full, no, of, you're full of, I mean, you're full of crapola. Like, 
I mean, I don't, uh, I don't lord over any kind of franchise. But there are people that look to you and ask for kind of advice or ask you, like, maybe not like. Well, you, well, no, there's, there's people that um, started comedy because I do comedy, which is great. And there's people that are very like excited about the, what, the, what I was able to like re- sort of represent for them. People like Bowen Yang and Joel Kim Booster and, and Aquafina and Ali Wong and entire generation of young Asian American comedians are really very incredibly um, complimentary and uh, very, they're just so inspirational to me that I was able to inspire them. So that's a great thing. And that's even very important. And even better, they cast you. Which I want to be the Joan Collins in all of their TV uh-huh. shows and uh-huh. movies. So I get to be like the ground up. I'm like the Jane Wyatt of every uh, show. So I could, you know, like a Barbara Stanwyck on Dallas kind of moment. It's yes. a very good feeling. Like Barbara Belgetti's. I think it's like a Barbara Belgetti. So I can be like, um, you know, guest starring and everything, which is great. So I'm very, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And you did Fire Island. You shot Fire Island, the movie. Yeah. How were how were the and was the crafty was it just drugs? No, they um everybody only and they were so healthy and they only wore speedos the entire time. So everybody ate no carbs except me. I ate all the bread yeah. and all of the pasta for everyone. And they all um so they have such good bodies. They have veins on their stomach oh so they so they kept you from they kept you from the pills is what you're saying the pills weren't Mm -hmm. out you had to ask someone i had to actually like source them myself which Mm. is you know it's not it's not easy but um hunting and gathering julie and i were talking earlier on the show unsurprisingly about our ideal bread basket at a restaurant Mm. and i was saying first of all hot bro warm bread Room temperature basket, cold butter. Oh, cold butter. We're not against the cold butter because like Julie pointed out, that means, you know, it's been refrigerated and you're Mm. not going to get. And you know that it hasn't been shuffled between other baskets. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Okay. I don't mind that. I mean, I like a butter bell. I have a French crock, like a butter bell that you put like ice water on the bottom. And then you put the butter that's like suspended inside of it and it keeps it inside. But that's the butter of my own house. Okay. So it's not. You're, you're at a restaurant. People. You're at a restaurant. What's like the, what's your perfect bread basket situation? I think um, a perfect bread basket for me would be a nice uh, focaccia, which I mm-hmm. don't like to make myself. So I would like to have focaccia. Somebody else made it. And instead of butter, I would like, um, I, I'd like one of those, uh, Olive oil decanters with um, the vinegar on the other side. Yeah. So a nice um, olive oil and then a decanter that has the other half. It's got like the vinegar, but it's in a grape-shaped decanter. So it's oil and then vinegar. And do you like That's dipping bread in vinegar? Yeah. That to me seems yeah, like me very too. biblical yes. and delicious. <laughs> Who can forget the famous Bible story where... <laughs> <laughs> where three Gen Xers dipped bread into vinegar yeah. and so had a delicious. nice and went to bed by 10. Oh, I wish I could. I, I was, I, could. Yeah, I know you're doing the show. You're back. You're pounding the pavement. I was not it. asked, but I will offer my favorite kind of bread basket has got mm-hmm. big P. 
popovers. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. The inside of a popover when it's like gooey and not gooey, but sticky. Like an apple popover, like a cinnamon popover? Nope. Just a plain popover. Okay. So just kind of like a nice buttery, like a buttery mm-hmm. pastry. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. The best. The best. Yeah. Are you a breadsticks eater? Do you like breadsticks or like, do you like a cracker? Like a, you know, when you go to like a Wolfgang Puck restaurant, which I haven't been in many, many years. But if you go like every once in a while, you'll get like a crazy array of uh, the crackers and like a breadsticks and yes, everything. Or- I-, I love like a charcuterie of carbs. That's my heaven. I love it. Brett, can so we good. can we show Margaret what a popover like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what a popover should be, and no, and I love like an everything flatbread with all the bagel stuff Ooh, on it. Sure, I love yeah. that. I like a sesame breadstick. Sometimes I'll stick my breadstick in the ramekin of butter and ruin it for everybody. And I'll make my companion oh, yeah. watch. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I always just say when I take that breadstick and that Ooh. butter's there, I say. I always pretend it's like Excalibur and I'm sticking it and I pull it out of the stone and then it's my sword has butter on it. And then I'm the king now and watch me eat my butter sword. Let me see a a popover. Let me see a cross section, Brett. Show me a cross section. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. How lovely. Now, have you ever... um, been to uh, a place where you had dinner with someone and then they brought the bread basket over and then they told the person you're with told them to take the bread get basket yeah, away. Yeah, and that's insane. That's um no, and I'll tell you why. I keep toxic people out of my life. Okay. Right. But it hasn't hit boundaries. It hasn't happened to me, but Tom, that says to me, you know what that says to me. What? Someone's been in LA for too long. No, when you go in there and suddenly like, now we're good without bread. Are we? What do you mean we? <laughs> what do you mean um, we? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the person right. who goes to who has eaten half a loaf of warm bread in the parking lot of a Vons because <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they're just like, we have warm bread from four to six PM. I get it. And I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be good to get home. And I'm just like, well, let's start, let's start now. And then I'm like, I get home, I'm like, I don't feel good. But the idea that they do that so you can fill up on bread makes no sense because the food's coming anyway. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's just like, I guess it's this illusion of plenty. But when you come to L.A., I will make you bread. I will bake you my fine, delicious bread that I make. I make country loaves. Tell me about your bread. Tell me about your country loaves. Uh, well, I have um, the starter. I have a regular starter that I made uh, from just a sourdough starter. And then I have the Nancy Silverton starter that I made from grapes that from, I fermented. From Nancy so, Silverton. You made it from Nancy Silverton. Yeah. So I, I put them together and I made a giant, like a Frankenstein starter. Mm. That's very vigorous. Margaret's and this is, bread and, is um, made out of Nancy Silverton. It's very, it's very Nancy Silverton. <laughs> It's like uh, the stuff or whatever. Yes, Wasn't that like a horror movie. The stuff. Yes. Yeah. I, I have it on Soylent, Soylent Green. I have, the, have it on the stuff on Blu-ray. <laughs> I do. I absolutely do. Um, so is a starter instead of yeast? Yes. But sometimes I'll do um, like a starter and a commercial yeast combination. 
to tamp down the sourness of my bread. It depends on exactly what kind of bread I'm making, but in general, um, I'll, I'll do it just with the starter. And um, sometimes I'll make a biga and uh, I'll do that. But I, I just, if I do like um, something, it, it's usually going to be a country loaf. But I spent a lot of time on Zoom with uh, guys in Naples talking it over. Ooh. So I think it's a good recipe. I think it's good. Now, Margaret, you've you've been doing stand-up. Because first of all, you have a tour. People can get the dates over at margaretshow.com. Is that correct? That's right. That's, that's where, correct. That's where people can. And you're out and about, and you're going everywhere this time. I'm going everywhere um, and uh, and uh, documenting it on my TikTok. I started a TikTok for my cat and dog videos. So okay. I have uh, many cats and a dog. And my dog is actually right here. With Show me. us the dog. Oh, my, oh my God. God. What a great dog. What's his or her name? This is, her name is Lucia Caterina. So she travels everywhere. But the cats stay at home. Okay. And um, you miss them. They rule the roost. I miss them so much. Yeah. And, but I have a couple of, uh, well, I have a cat sitter who's great and she takes videos every 10 minutes for me, which is great. And then I um, have a couple of robots around the house the one that moves and one that's stationary that'll feed them treats and talk to them. I can talk to them and <laughs> oh, take amazing. videos through them, which mm-hmm. is really helpful. I, I just but, hope they're, um, cre- I hope they're creepy. Hello, cats. It's me, robot. Well, they, say, they say sound like me, but they they dispense food, and sometimes they'll like really mm-hmm. beat up the robots because they're trying to get the food out of the robots. Mm-hmm. They don't really care about my voice, so then like I'll like turn it on, and they're both like the cats are the three of them are just beating on it. So <laughs> it's very cute. Speaking of robots, Julie is of the belief that Jay Leno's wife, Mavis, that Mavis is an acronym that Mavis is not a human, but is a robot. I think, I think Mm. that you can't spell Mavis without AI. That's true. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's so brilliant. You're right. I agree. She's like, how machine, how machine automated virtual, intelligence intelligence system system yeah that's great i love it <laughs> yeah well it makes sense it tracks because he's such a sort of a mechanical mind sure he built so, mavis maybe he built he maybe built it's like her. a pinocchio kind of story <laughs> yeah. he's like geppetto <laughs> it's perfect right and i she, love that and she's yeah. got like the yeah. engine of like a t-bird or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like mavis bring up my uh Jennifer Lopez jokes coming, <laughs> coming, coming up. Jay. Hash- <laughs> and <Yeah>. then <laughs> there's just like a stack. It's like, it's like four feet high of file cards with just hashtag, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag but. Margaret, what is occurring to you as you are doing stand up now and you're traveling the country? Are you experiencing things in a, different way from the last time you went out and and did stand up on the road well it's just weird to be out and be like you know because i'm also such a germaphobe anyway oh really just like so paranoid but i got the booster good so i feel a little bit safer like a little bit but i'm also like i don't know what's going to happen so i'm just still like freaked out that and there's people that just 
I don't know. Nobody cares anymore here. Like out, nobody's like wearing a mask or anything. That to me is very weird. I I have mine on basically until I go on stage and then I take it off and do the show and put it right back on. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm still like operating under, you know, March, 2020 rules, uh, original Tiger King rules. So you got Mm. your gloves on and your Purell. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have, uh, like this idea that, um, I'm just going to stay like that forever. I also love not having to, uh, wear makeup or anything. So for me, it's actually kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, then if you're like working on a show, you don't have to eat lunch with anybody. I also love that. I love to sit in my room by myself. Sure. So for me, it's like very, I love the isolation aspect for me, like the pandemic. I do love being alone. Yeah. I cannot get enough of it. So, so you're like, sorry, pandemic can't do it. (laughs) Sorry, but it was nice. I've been on the road for 35 years. It was really great to be home for a whole year and work Mm -hmm. on my bread and my animals and, um, kind of build my entire, like, fermentation station with like my kimchi and my pickles. It was really like, I loved it. I made a garden. It's great. Now, how over that 35 years has your relationship to stand up changed? Because it's now it's your light. It's, it's, a, it's your life's yeah. work in its own way. I think I appreciated it more uh, when I was younger. And then when, when I couldn't do it for a long time, then I, I was excited to be off the road, but then I missed it. So now when I'm back, I have a newfound appreciation for it. And it's kind of like, it's weird the way that everybody gets news now. So you have to write jokes really fast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to catch up. I'm still writing squid game jokes, still mm-hmm. trying to catch up. It's already over. I've got to get, get on it. You know, it's more like, um, everybody's got the same frame of reference. Right. So you have to be able to get on that as fast as you can. And things become very disposable very quickly. And so I think that's good, but also hard. Now, when you were coming up as a, you were, you were growing up in the, in the Bay area. Yes. In San Francisco. So you're in San Francisco. What was the perception of Los Angeles and from a San Um, Francisco kid? There's a weird anti-LA thing about San Francisco. I don't think it exists anymore, but like in the 70s and the 80s, it was very like anti-LA because LA was seen as very superficial or devoid of art Mm -hmm. or devoid of um, any kind of multiculturalism or a super heterosexual, which is not true. LA is very diverse, Mm -hmm. very full of art, very um, full of homosexuals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> myself included. So I don't know what, uh, I don't know what the antagonism exactly was, but that existed. I think it was like sort of a materialist culture, but now San Francisco has one out as the more materialist. So San Francisco is oh, cause it's Silicon, cause it's Silicon Valley yeah, and how expensive like real estate is and everything much wealthier. Right. It's much wealthier than San Francisco like was before. So it's definitely, um, you can't compare it. And I think that the city's changed so much now. Like if you go back, um, everything has changed. Talk about uh, bread baskets. Yeah. The bread baskets are very, they'll bring the bread out. Um, and it's uh, wrapped in like swaddling clothes, like a baby Jesus. Like it's like the bread is the star. It's mm-hmm. very beautiful. I want a bread manger. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. 
A yes. crash. I want a, a crash of croissants. Yes, and like a three kings of like a butter mm-hmm. and oil and uh, cream cheese, or like a like like oh. oil would be like Frank. One is frankincense, one is myrrh, like like right. infused oil. What about this, Margaret? What about this? A baby Moses floats down to you on some kind of river. Clam chowder. Mm. Clam chowder. Clam chowder. Of clam chowder. Clam chowder. You open the basket. Guess what's guess what's in it? Bread. What's what's inside? I well, a Moses loaf. You mentioned San Francisco mm. and bread, Margaret. All I can think of is a bread bowl filled with clam chowder, mm-hmm. and that is maybe the lowest you would ever see me in life. Is if you put a full bread bowl of filled with that's the lowest. Oh no, because I have, I have sunk. I have sunk so much lower than. You know that. what I'll do it in public though. I'm doing this in public. I'll sit at a table. It's delicious. Like, like if I was at one of those, things, I'd sit up by the. I go. I'll stare at the sea lions out at the thing, <laughs> and then I'll be like, "All right, now I'm gonna go reward myself because I stared at the sea lions. I'm gonna go eat. Oh, I two, thought two <laughs> pounds of bread and a gallon of clam chowder in this. Which is just flour and water. Yeah. Flour and oh, milk. Yeah. It's more bread, ultimately. It's, it's it's basically liquid bread. Yeah. I thought I'll, you were eating it in front of the sea lions to make them jealous. No. Oh, they would love it, too. I would live out there with those sea lions. They're so cute. If society would allow it, it would be out in San Francisco, it would be 300 sea lions and Tom. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. You yeah. see one of the I think that's li- adorable. You see one of the sea lions with like yeah. headphones on and one of the shirts you wear because yeah. he's your so friend beautiful. now. I love that. It's so cute. Yeah. But do you like a, a New England clam chowder or have you ever enjoyed a Manhattan? I, clam I like chowder? both. I like both. I like both. But in a bread bowl, I want New England clam chowder in the bread New bowl. New England is better in a bread bowl. I'm literally going to end up waiting in the parking lot of that freaking Vons waiting for the warm bread. To c- Is it out yet? After this conversation today, I'm just going to drive to the grocery store with my own butter in the car because I'm not going to go buy a new thing of butter and open buy it up in my car. a new thing of butter. Treat yourself. Venmo, dr- send me a Venmo request. No, it's this is on what me. I'm going to do. I'm going to drive to the grocery store with a, I'm going to put in my car a plate, a thing of butter and a knife. And then I'm going to drive to the grocery store. But like a sharp the, knife, like a butcher's yeah. knife. Oh, no. A yeah, knife I could cut that bread open. I'm going to oh, then I'm gonna walk that loaf of bread right to my car and eat the whole thing in the parking lot. Would you ever bring some like kosher salt, too? I like that. Like a nice oh, unsalted Kerrygold butter and then a little bit of kosher salt. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Sprinkled up. It's flaked, flaked sea salt. Very good. Keep talking, Margaret. You're going to see like Tom's chair and like kind of moving and he's going to be out the yeah. door, you know, yes. when you get off from so a really chair really quickly. Like a cartoon. Um, yeah. I have a question. We talked about this recently, Tom, when we had Keisha on. What is your favorite soup? I like um, pudechige, which is a Korean army stew soup. That my dad's recipe actually has condoms in it because uh, they would have lambskin condoms. They would find by the um, in their cases by the army base in the 50s in Korea. So what they would do is they would steal cans of spam and beans and all the things they could get from the army base. And they would throw it in a 
a big pot with ramen noodles and um, tofu and hot dogs. And um, they would make the soup. And then my dad said, it's not perfect until it has condoms in it. So I don't do it with the condoms, but I just make it uh, with beans and spam and ramen noodles. It's very good. That's the best answer ever. Mine is like, yes. mine is like matzo bowl. No, yeah. that's not true. That's your oh, favorite suit. That's Tom's favorite suit. If I was good I at woodworking, that. Margaret, I would make you a plaque that said, it's not perfect until it has condoms in it. <laughs> Brett, you're probably crawling out of your skin because you're Champing a food. at the bit. Because I'm in heaven Mr. right now. What would you have a food question for Margaret? Basically, because Brett Brett fancies himself. A Brett's gourmand. more of a, a rubber and a glazer. He's, he, he's uh, a chef. He's our chef. He's our. I, well, I yeah, I do have because I, I I really I like to cook a lot, but I stay mainly on top of the stove. You know, I'm a stovetop. You know, skillets, frying mm-hmm. pans. But I'm really fascinated mm-hmm. with baking. I would love to get more into baking. What 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 what's a good entry point for getting into baking? I think just a good, just a, a loaf of bread, you know, the bread is really magical. All you need is uh, flour, water, yeast, salt. It's a very basic thing, um, you know, and it's like everybody's bread tastes different. And no matter what it is, it's always good. No matter what you make, it's always good. It doesn't matter like if it rises properly or whatever. It's just delicious. Everything that you bake is really delicious. So I think just go for it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to do a bread. Yeah. Do a bread. It's so fun. Margaret, the last time I saw you, I think it was the bust anniversary show at Bell House. And the the Anthony Weiner scandal had just broken. And you were the first person (laughs) to say, Huma Abedin has no sense of Huma. And I am very, (laughs) I'm very blessed to have witnessed you realizing that. Which seemed spontaneous, but maybe you had thought about it earlier that day. But you were <laughs> you were you were on stage and you were just like, what's going on? And now her book is out. And my question is, mm-hmm. where are we on Huma Abedin right now? I think she has a sense of Huma. I think she's definitely <laughs> think she got her groove a, back. A I think she got a groove back. I mean, you know, Anthony Weiner, it just was like. All of it was so weird. And now the Carlos Danger stuff. And <laughs> it just turned out so bad. Everything about that is so ugly. And it's, it, you know, I feel I feel sorry for, for anybody who would have to have sort of deal with that in a relationship with him. So she got her group back. She's I, got it all back. You know who I'm friends with? Sydney who? Sydney Leathers. Oh, she's she's cool. <laughs> she's super cool. She and I text. Uh, she's a huge cat lady. So every time Jimmy Jazz is doing something Ooh. cute, I'll, well, not every time because then I would I would she would have to block me. I'd barrage. I'd take all her data. But I she, love your cat. Your cat is very cute. Thank you. He's a very tuxedo. He's kind of like a cartoon like a Max Fleischer cartoon of like a tuxedo cat. He's like, he's like an adult menju, like a, like a, a maitre d'. Yes. You know? But he, he'll never seat you. So at a certain point you just have to find your own mm. table. Yeah. But I don't mind standing. I'll give him a hundred <laughs> bucks. I'll give him a hundred bucks for a table. So I think, cute. I think <laughs> okay. I did have a reservation actually. Does this, does this help you, you find my reservation? Have you ever done that? Has anyone here ever done that? Where you like 
give someone money to like no, change the their minds. I would I rather I don't die. I would crawl out of my skin over doing that. Yeah, yeah. or the cash. I don't have the. I don't have a hundred bucks. I don't have the. I don't have the money. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know you could do that. Well, that thing in know. um in Lost in America when Albert Brooks is like, yeah. I know that I need to bribe you. Like, could you just tell me how yeah. much and we'll yeah. move forward? And he's like, hundred dollars. Like, yeah, fine. Here it is. Aww. When you're That's when you're funny. mentioning Carlos Danger. The, you know who I think of, Brett? Ron Mexico. There's another that? great fake name. Michael Vick. Uh, the, oh, the, God. That nightmare. He was operating under his his fake name. He was working under when I think he was getting like, it had something to do with like spreading STDs or a doctor or something. Is that right, Brett? Yeah, I think that? it started as his hotel name that he would oh. he would use, oh. but then it kind of became multi-purpose. He used it in, mm-hmm. for various like pseudonym situations where he didn't want to reveal his identity. Yeah, and Ron <laughs> Mexico to me is maybe the greatest fake name in history. Yeah, and there was a point where the NFL. It was a thing where you could be just like, you could order any jersey you want, get your name on the back. And then people would order a Michael Vick jersey and then try to get Mexico written on the back. And then they're just like, we will not fill any orders for the two for his STD related <laughs> scandal on the back of a no jersey. Way. Oh, God. Yeah, here it is. It's like uh, Vic allegedly had sex with a young woman and gave her herpes. One of the details in the suit alleged Vic used a pseudonym Ron Mexico, either with her or when getting tested to avoid headlines about the sexually transmitted disease. So, and it just, I wish I, I wish I might just start calling myself Ron Mexico, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Margaret, Margaret, if you were having a sex scandal, what name would you use? Um, I don't know. Julie Klausner. Stop it. (laughs) I said sex, not food. Not like someone <laughs> stole all these cans of <laughs> someone stole uh-huh. all these cans of beans. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Julie Klausner beans. signed yeah. out for it. All the garbanzo beans are gone. No, sex scandal, sex scandal. What would your sexy sex scandal Char- name be? Char- Charlie Charlie Garbanzo. <laughs> oh, that's great. Charlie Garbanzo. Now I that would I'm, be good. Now I want to switch from Ron Mexico to Charlie Garbanzo. Ask me what Charlie, my Charlie Garbanzo. What is yours? Jennifer Sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. So Margaret, what do you have going on for the rest of? Well, I guess 2021 is almost dead and gone. And may I say, thank goodness and long may thank it goodness. rot. But yes. what do we have to look forward to? You're you're doing your tour. All the tour dates are on your website. That's right. Um, and then I'm going to Iceland uh, for a while to film uh, the TV show, The Flight Attendant. So I'll be okay. gone for um, a little bit. It's exciting. And then, um, and then I'll be back. So that's the rest of my year. Are you going to bring the cat to Iceland? No, unfortunately, they'll be at home. They'll be with the cat sitter, but with the robots and the cat sitter. I'm going to miss them, but I'll see them before I go. Have you considered bringing the robot to Iceland? <laughs> I should. Yeah. Have you considered confusing the cats? And staying home and then sending the robots. And sending the instead. robots to Iceland. That would be good. That would be good. Then I could be with the cats. That would be really cute. Who's in the flight attendant? Nicole Kidman. It's, Kelly um, Cuoco. No. Kaylee Cuoco. 
who has also a, a, a bunch of dogs. I think, I think she has got a bunch of animals and she has a, another small chihuahua as well. So um, that's really cute. And um, so I, uh, I'm in up with Rosie Perez and Kaylee Kuko. Margaret, we love you. Yeah. We're so, so much fun. We're so happy you're, you know. So fun. I know that you're not at home with your loaves of bread and your loaves of your, your you know, when cats sit in loaf pose. I love a cat loaf. So we, you're, I know you're not at home with your cat loaves and your bread loaves, but we're glad that you're doing your thing and bringing people the, uh, you know, the, the, the laughter they deserve. I'm so glad. Well, thank you. Yeah. And it's exciting. You're back out. People can go check all the tour dates at margaretcho.com and do not miss it. When Margaret comes to your city, please come. Thank you. All right, Margaret, bring thank me back so something much. from Iceland, please. I will. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank Thanks. you. Okay, bye. 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 Hello, Mada. Hello, Fada. Would you like to be my daughter? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Alan Sherman. I have this twisted idea for a family musical. Gonna take- <laughs> Where the uh-huh. kid tries to adopt his parents. This is an impression of me, like late to a pitch meeting. Yeah, and high and 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 high. Wait, as it was a this kite. week? It was like you thought this is you when you thought the meeting was next week, right? And you realize it's four minutes from now on Zoom. And they're like, "What have you brought us?" And I go, "Hello, Mada." Yeah. Hello, Fada. Would you like to be my daughter? I'm an Ada. I go plot twist. You're an otter. And we were looking ought- for something with animals. Oh, and you ought to know that I don't really mean that I'm an otter. So you're not that's an how otter. I get. That's how I get away with, yeah. Okay. I'm really good in the room. Yeah. You should see me in the room. First thing I do. I find the exits. I just, yeah, I identify the exits. Right away. And you, by the way, here's a c- cool trick. They're usually the ones that you know as the entrances Mm -hmm. yeah i go into a pitch meeting i walk in first thing i do is walk over look at the view out of the window and then i take then they're like what kind of you want what do you want to drink and i just go like uh i want a uh cherry coke (laughs) keep them on their toes you know what i say i say i want to share a malted Mm mm-hmm Two straws, please. And then I say, I am a little hungry also. I would like the Buzz Lightyear, please. From I love ordering off the children's menu. I order off the children's menu. I would like the Buzz Lightyear. Every time. But then you make it clear. It's not about the portions. Make it a grown-up portion. Yeah. I want the children's. I want the Buzz Lightyear, but full size. Can I have a grown-up portion? No Can I have a grown-up portion of the Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. I would like... Uh, is there any way you can do an oversized grilled cheese sandwich? I like um, when children's menus don't have any like copyrighted characters. So they're mm. like the, the the clown. Yeah. Clown. <laughs> tiger. 
<laughs> the good time. Yeah. And then I go and they I order the, they order the food. And uh, then I uh then I sit down behind the desk. I go behind the <laughs> desk of whoever it is. And you start opening the drawers. And then I go, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I said, Captain Phillips, biggest grossing movie in history. Are, and then I you go, are you, you listening? Are you listening? Captain Phillips 2. That's what I'm pitching to you. It's called Captain today. Phillips 2. Oh, no. Yeah. Back on... Back on the boat. Captain Phillips 2. Oh, no. Back on the boat. <laughs> we're not going to get Hanks this time. We're going to get we're no Hank. No Hanks. Hayes. We get Chet Hayes on this one. Get Tom Hanks's. <laughs> Black sheep, son. <laughs> at this, at this point, you're opening the drawers and just actively go, wow, taking what's whatever this, what in them pills? and stuffing them in your pockets as you're. You got a disease or something? Like I find like a <laughs> bottle of pills. I was like, oh, you got a disease or something? You put them all down your throat. You go. What ah. are these? I go. go, go, go. It's like. I hope those weren't cyanide capsules, huh? <laughs> I like to. I like to take a bunch of people's pills and then act like Bugs Bunny, where I'm like. that's my favorite thing to do Uh and by the way people hate it yeah then i take one of their art books because they always have an art book in the thing i just tear a page out and go (laughs) it's a little souvenir i will tear a page out of it and then I'll say, you like origami? And then I'll just yeah. fold it into like half and I'll go, look, it's a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small book. <laughs> and when they got the art books, I go through, I'm like, all right, here's your art book. Where's the, uh, where's the Tashin books, huh? The where's sexy, the Tashin where's ones? The, where's the Where do you naked keep the Tashin ones? I want to see the naughty boys. Then I start opening girls. drawers and looking for It's like, where do you keep, where are the Tashin books? Where's your helmet Newton uh, Tashin book? And then, you know what I do? This is, this is usually like the, you know, the, the closing act or like the finale. I start taking the framed photos they have of their families mm-hmm. and I just kiss them. I go, <laughs> I go your wife's my wife now because oh, i you're start so pretty. you're so pretty oh you're so you're so pretty too <laughs> i i have a different thing i go oh this is a picture of you at the zoo it was a picture of them with their family i go oh this is a picture somebody took a picture of you at the zoo how'd you get this close to those three gorillas and he's like that's my wife and two children <laughs> This and then is I how go, you make that's a the splash. kind of comedy you're getting in the script you're exactly, about to hire me to write. Exactly. Exactly. And by now they're they're shocked, but they're also intrigued. Yeah. They're like they're like the sack on this one. They're like the sack on this one. Right? And then and then at that point the food usually comes. Food usually shows up. 
and I take a bite of it and I go, this is disgusting. <laughs> and then I write. And you try to feed it to the executives. Then I do a giant anarchy symbol. I smear the grilled cheese sandwich on the gla- <laughs> on the window. I do an anarchy symbol of smeared grilled cheese. People don't use cheese to draw enough. They don't. And then I do the anarchy symbol. I go, that's the kind of energy I'm bringing to the thing you're about to hire me to write. I will usually take the ketchup. Mm -hmm. I'll like, I'll tear off the corner of the packet and then I'll start to write Helter Skelter on the wall, but I usually run out like Mm -hmm. before the H is even done. Sure. So then I go for the- Acid is groovy. Kill the pigs. Right. Helter Shelter. Yeah. Helter Skelter. I love that they were like, I think there is an A in Skelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk Skel- about that for 25 Skel- minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I write, I know that- <laughs> I write like Helter I- Skelter. I know you guys are bad at spelling, but like, mm-hmm. really? Like you're adding letters? Mm-hmm. Th- that's what I'd say if I were Vincent Bugliosi. Yeah. Anyway, at this point, you've either sold the show or they're calling security. Mm-hmm. But if they've called security, good news. Mm-hmm. You know what security is? Mm-hmm. Free scene partners. Yeah. Free scene partners. And then I go, as I run around the office, I sing Pop Goes the Weasel as the security guard tries to catch me. And then I go, this is one of those strippers. Fine. Take your clothes off. Oh, give us I all use, a thrill. When I figure out it's a stripper, I just go right for the belt buckle. I go, I'll give you a hand. Let's get this over yeah, with. Let's get this. Let's get the party started. Right. Because strippers like it when you help them. Yeah. I don't know if people yeah. know that. They like strippers like when you touch them and help them. Um, no, I, I and by that point, usually the bottle of pills I've swallowed is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm. <laughs> the nice thing is I usually they, black out at that yeah. point. I usually well, just everything starts spinning and then I black out and I wake up in the parking lot of NBC. They never take you to the hospital. They'll always dump you in the parking lot. If anybody wants to know that's how you pitch a show. Julie and Tom just mm-hmm. told you how you pitch a show. But you also keep in mind there are other things to do when the security guard is chasing you. Mm-hmm. Like you could run over to them and have them and be like, pick me up like in dirty dancing. Like they're running yeah. towards you. You run towards them. And you jump and, and you go, Whoa. <laughs> you, you put your arms out like you're swimming. And then luckily they will grab you. If you're in the meeting and you feel it's at that point, you just go, wait, everybody stop. Don't move. And everybody stops for a second. Then you go, <laughs> hand. The time of my life, and I never felt this way before. And then I go, catch me, catch me. And then you run at full speed towards someone. Run at full speed toward him, but then I also. Superman arms. Yeah. Then I spin midair and throat kick them. No, no, no. You run at them, Superman arms. And if they don't Mm -hmm. catch you, then you just push them over. Yeah. Just knock into them. And then when you're both on the floor together and you're on top of them, you go, well, this is a sticky situation. Yeah. 
<laughs> it looks like we're in a we're in, like we're in a bit of a compromising yeah. position here because i just go into groucho at that point and i'm just like well pardon me but the whole thing you realize is i wouldn't want to sell a show to any network that would buy a show from me <laughs> and then i just and then at this point they probably have pushed me off of them yeah just start humping the floor or the air and go, <laughs> go, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> you're just, <laughs> if you're thrusting, you're doing these pelvic thrusts, you're going, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And you go, I love television. Yeah. And then if somebody moves to get me, I say, I, say, I didn't say Simon says, you're out. <laughs> I didn't say Simon says throw me out of the room. You're out, and then like you, then they obey because you get them. You get them Bugs Bunny style. They, where they yeah. they think they think they start believing your reality that it's a giant Simon says game. They can't argue. And then I say Simon says that's the show I wanted to pitch you this whole time. Mm -hmm. Celebrity Simon says. Oh my oh god, my that god. actually is the greatest that idea. That is such I've a ever good said. idea. Oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> Celebrity it's such Simon says. a good idea. Says. How has that not been a thing hosted by Simon Helberg? Oh, and Julie? Carly Simon. This is a great idea. We could have a new celebrity every week. I what? don't know what to do right now. This is now. such a I good idea. Like I'm not sure if if I say, Brett, edit all of this out of the episode, yeah. or if we just... Well, can we use it as IP? I mean, yeah. can't we just take this out as IP? Brett, doesn't Proof Forever Dog like wasn't doesn't Forever Dog have like a TV development uh, arm? They're gonna have their logo all over it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, we do. We do. And I, I think technically care. we get a chunk of this. Uh, yeah, regardless. Fine. I, listen, a chunk of something is better than a chunk of nothing. That's this true. is what we do, Tom. We have like guest players. So it's like Jane Lynch hosts it, whatever. Fine. Mm -hmm. The people who are playing it can be celebrities. Yes. Celebrity Simon says. This is the best idea you've ever had. Thank you. In a lifetime can I say, of can I say we when, when no, I'm accepting my it's check? Us. No, we got the we. Julie, you and I developed this. The two of us. The two of us developed this idea. Two. <laughs> Me and you close that circle. The two <laughs> of us figured out celebrity mm -hmm. Simon says, mm -hmm. I don't want him. He's going to be old. I get it. No, I know. I know. Then next thing you'll be, you'll get Joe from Forever Dog and be like, Yeah, what are we doing? Uh, and then they'll be like, pokey. like he barely like, even knows what we're talking about. He'll be <laughs> like, So we're doing some sort of hokey pokey thing or we, something? Then we get an email. Like, Gary's back. Yeah, Gary. Gary great news, everybody. <laughs> I'm back. And we're and I, pumped for Celebrity Simon Says. Guys, sorry I wasn't paying attention, but I, uh, we got some notes on uh, Celebrity Simon Says. Uh, what are Forever the notes? Dogs got some notes. What um, are the notes? Oh, great. Um, we, uh, we were thinking, like, I mean, Simon Says is great, but, like, you know what's really fun is Twister. Twister is really. So we were thinking maybe we're we just we're, in a we're going Simon in a Says. We're going in a different direction, Brett. Uh, sorry. I, I got, we don't, yeah, no. we don't no. align vision-wise. Sorry. We're going to. We're going to. Move on. Mm -hmm. But take that twister game, you know, you're free to take it out. Yeah. You take that out. But but we don't yeah, we'll want see anything who gets the market to do with first. It. Yeah. <clears throat> Be my guest. It's you know what the problem with Twister is? It's too sexual. People yeah, find every, every yeah. exactly. 
There's no, there's no way to remove the component of it right. when somebody's climbing on top of somebody else. Yeah. Whereas Simon says you can make it sexual. Yeah. Simon can say do something sexual. Mm-hmm. Simon can even say play Twister. Mm-hmm. That's what's so great about it. But Twister yeah. has to be a series of mangled limbs. I mean, they may as well be in a car accident. <laughs> oh, I'm getting an update here. Uh, we sold uh, We sold the Twister show. Congratulations. Oh, I can't wait. I so can't cool. wait to toast. Dance at your wedding. I'll dance at your fucking wedding. I can't wait to dance at your wedding. That's what yeah. we say. That's well, what we're going to play Simon say. Says at the wedding. Can't wait. Well, can't wait to dance at your wedding. Look, I'm just I'm just mad because I am I am I, I'm way over 100 laughs on this episode. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you just bankrupted mm-hmm. Forever Dog with this episode. Uh, so you guys can. That's Brett. to be honest. That's invoice really, me that's we'll a problem it. on your business model. <laughs> That's a huge problem that we will not take responsibility for. Yeah. You guys are too funny. I mean, the the bill for this episode is going to be enormous. Yeah. I got to be at 200 by now minimum. Look, that's why you should have gotten the business with one of these other uh, podcast losers. (laughs) Can't bring the the yucks. They bring yucks. Yeah. You're like, yuck. You really want me to listen to that? Yuck. (laughs) The boopa doops. The yuck, yuck boys. Losers. You look at the yeah. You look at the rosters on these podcast the things. Ding, it seems the, like a, the the friggin' ding dong twins. <laughs> it's like a dystopian nightmare that this would be uh, considered a, a a lineup of of shows. I'm supposed to is this a list of shows not to listen to? People don't know what they're doing. No, but we do. So. Thank you for listening to our show and happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our beloved Double Threat listeners and supporters. And we do appreciate everybody caring about the show so much. And we're it's a thrill to do. So thank you. Hey, so what that's was what I'm I- thankful for. Yes, I'm thankful for that, too. Hey, what was the name of Hitler's turkey? Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com 